Hello, everybody. Just a very quick one about Instagram. If you're on it, Meta, the parent company, is reducing the number of political posts visible to users on their feed. This is a real thing, not a hoax. So go to your Instagram profile, tap the three horizontal lines in the top right corner to open the settings tab, scroll down to what you see, click on content preferences, open political content, and turn on don't limit political content. That's an option. Otherwise, you won't see almost anything we post because we are deemed political. Please do that now or you won't even see the posts about our shows, our fun things. So if you want to see Guilty Feminist content and know when we're coming to a place near you, releasing a new podcast, do it now. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm a feminist, but... <laughs> Hello, London! We're live at the Hammersmith Apollo! It's our seventh birthday! And I'm a feminist, but... Today, I will admit, I had a special glittery manicure for tonight. <laughs> And I said, I want a little bit of silver glitter. And the manicurist said to me, okay, well, I've got two shades. You have to choose between them. One is called Powerhouse. And the other is called Objectify Me. (laughs) And I think you know which one I chose. Because I thought I'm going to be doing a lot of heavy lifting tonight for this show. This audience has to bring something. Oh, I'm not coming out here being all powerhouse unless you objectify me. That's right, my friends. I do, I'm a feminist, but I do enjoy being objectified just for like an hour a month. Is that too much to ask? 
Um, I'm a feminist, but... Um, I, I recently, I was here at the Apollo, actually. Not up here. I was in that bit. It's a good bit. Um, and I was here supporting a friend, and afterwards we were grabbing some drinks with a crew, um, and there was this man, and it was like, there were like vibes, and my friend just goes to me, why do I want to fuck that man? And I go, probably the same reason that I want to fuck that man. And in that moment, we just looked into each other's eyes, and we shook on it, and we said, may the best woman win. <laughs> We made a wager on that man's life and body that night. And I don't know, that to me just feels like equality. <laughs> like, suffragettes, wherever you are, I hope that you're proud, because we did it. I don't want to leave it on a cliffhanger, so is it rude to ask who, who was the best woman? Um, on that evening, twas me. Woo! Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes, yes. I'm a feminist, but... Despite not being able to walk for the past two months after a knee surgery, or dance, or even take a shower without a chair, the high point of my recovery was being able to do it doggy style this week. <laughs> It's the most feminist style, well known. <laughs> I'm a feminist, but... <laughs> I'm in a WhatsApp group uh, with five women where we genuinely share photo images of our crushes as if we were 15 years old. <laughs> it's called Fuck Slice. <laughs> and one of the women made us friendship bracelets. <laughs> it's called, sorry, it's called Fuck Slice. Fuck Slice began as, as a typo, um, and I said, oh, actually, that's a funny typo. Fuck Slice sounds like something we'd call our crushes, and then we started sharing our crushes. Can I ask what it was a typo of? <laughs> I'm afraid I can't remember now. Can't remember or can't reveal? <laughs> All I know is I want in on that WhatsApp group. <laughs> I'm a feminist, but... Um, about two days ago, I painted my kitchen pink, even though my husband and stepson said it would be gross. And it was gross. <laughs> it looked like an explosion of Pepto-Bismol crossed with... Barbie's vagina, I imagine. <laughs> um, and so uh, when my husband and my stepson were out, I painted the kitchen white again, and now I'm gaslighting them and pretending it never happened. <laughs> Thank you. But what I have also taken from this, my lesson is, I am never going to decorate again without asking a man's opinion first. <laughs> it just gets worse and worse, Jess Robinson. It just gets worse and worse. I'm working for Farrow and Ball now. The Barbie's vagina is coming out in 2023. <laughs> it's a hit single. I'm a feminist, but... 
It's very lovely to be here for the seventh birthday of the Guilty Feminist. And uh, I, of course, put on my best threads for the occasion. And I was trying to work out what is it that is so incredible about this show? Is it the incredible feminist empowerment that I feel? And I, I concluded that it's not. It's just that I know that no one else will be in an MNS age 12 waistcoat apart. <laughs> you are looking fine in black well, tights thank and you very much. Petri. Yeah, get me in the fuck slice WhatsApp group. <laughs> I want. I don't want to be in the group. I want to be featured on the group. <laughs> a Petrie Francis White double. That's what I want, sliding into those DMs. I am a feminist, but... I am a professional poet, and I deal in words, and yet my professional photo for my professional career is face-tuned. <laughs> I'm face-tuned right now. Are we ready to start the show? And welcome, welcome, welcome to the Guilty Feminist seventh birthday show at the Hammersmith Apollo. Give it up for Grace Petrie, Rachel Paris, Kima Bob, Desiree Birch, Jess Robinson, and Anne Kita Saxena. seeing a lot more of tonight that's right we've got a phenomenal bill for you um, so delighted to see so many of you for financial reasons and but also because of transport so many people have been tweeting oh I couldn't get here and oh I got on the train and then they said no we're only joking and we're walking we're walking back to Norwich in a convoy. I mean, I've heard terrible stories on Twitter. People saying, do you want to buy my tickets? Do you want to have my tickets? How many people are here on somebody else's free tickets because they had the temerity to live in Glasgow? <laughs> yes, are you here on someone else's freebie? And you're in a row because you were the only one that took up the five tickets. <laughs> they bought five and only one was used. <laughs> Listen, I do not blame the rail staff for wanting a living wage. I just, I'm sorry, I can't. I can't, I can't. We did the whole of the Edinburgh Festival. There was rubbish on the streets everywhere. It was like an Elizabethan Edinburgh Festival. And it's because the rubbish people were like, they're not called rubbish people, are they? they're called refuse waste management technicians. I don't know, definitely not called rubbish people. I don't mean they're rubbish people, just to be very clear. This has gone horribly wrong. I'm trying to, up for the workers. She's trying to say they're all rubbish. No, I don't mean that. Genuinely do mean what the actual fuck <laughs> when i was uh, i was thinking today about you know these because one of the other colors i was i, I different, get different ones on my fingers and toes i don't mean to go on about my nail polish i know it's not interesting in any way for anybody else but one of the colors that i sometimes like having on my toes is not just a waitress or i'm i'm not just a waitress and i'm always like what does that mean like i'm not just a waitress really awful but it's a beautiful red <laughs> And so I was thinking about that today because I was doing a, 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 a I'm famous but about it. So I, and I went down a wormhole online and found this article from 2013. Do you remember 2013 when feminism was invented? <laughs> it was more when the movement started moving again, wasn't it? Um, it was 2012, 2013, you know, that, that sort of the rumblings, the rumblings. Um, this show started in 2015, end of 2015, December 2015. So we're just on the cusp of our birthday. Um, but our birthday's December 8th and the Hammersmith Apollo was not free. So 
I always like an early birthday party because I can dwell on it before I actually age. And it's true, it's true. I don't mind my birthday as long as life's moving. Do you know what I mean? I get depressed on my birthday if, if things are as they were last year. Although, yeah, the last few years, I've thought it'd be nice if more things were the way they were last year, to be honest with you. Um, but I started, anyway, I, I ended up in this wormhole uh, about nail polish. And in 2013, there was this feminist article. You know when feminism was getting going in the mainstream again? Obviously, there's been many hardworking feminists battling away for generations. But when feminism came into the mainstream and people started to talk about it in pubs, um, there was this article that said, Are nail polish colours unfeminist? Um, and, uh, and one of the quotes was somebody saying, um, I don't want my daughter using a nail polish with tramp in the title. She's only six. <laughs> and I thought, isn't that adorable what we were talking about in 2013? That's what feminism was then. You know, it was sort of like the mainstream feminism. We started talking about stuff like that. It got us going. But, you know, like now, we are literally looking at a situation where the Prime Minister of Italy is wearing a nail polish called I Love Mussolini. <laughs> Do you see my problem? I'd like to be back in 2013 where we're saying, no, no more nail polishes in atrocious, yeah, feminism. <laughs> the fascists are rising a bit. Um, so I thought to kick us off, I would do uh, seven things I've learned in seven years. So I've had time to think about, so I sat, I sat there thinking, what have I learned in seven years? Um, have you learned much in seven years? Yeah. Oh, some people are saying no. <laughs> well, you haven't been listening to the podcast. <laughs> Just give us a cheer if you think you've learned in the last seven years. Yeah. Give us a cheer if you feel like you haven't learned enough in the seven, last seven years. Okay, all right, well, don't worry, I've got you. Because I've written down what I've learnt in the last seven years. Are you ready? All right. I've written it down on my phone. I'm not texting. <laughs> so I started the Guilty Feminist at the end of 2015, and uh, it's been an extraordinary, extraordinary seven years for me, and I, I have learnt some things. So uh, number one, get to the venue early. That's, that's more for me than for you. Uh, that's more about timekeeping. I also learned I've got ADHD recently, and that's why. So it's cheering, cheering from the ADHD crew. Hey! It's a bit, it's a bit haphazard, isn't it, the cheering? It's, oh, it's all over the place. Um, the medication only lasts for eight hours. That's the thing. If you take it at nine, it's well worn off by this time of night. It's true, that's true. They can only medicate you for eight hours at a time, and then it's just like, good luck in the evenings. Um, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Number two, you don't have to be perfect to be a force for meaningful change. And admitting you're not perfect will encourage other imperfect people to think, well, I'll have a go at that then. In other words, one of the most encouraging things you can be is an inadequate role model. <laughs> That's relaxing, isn't it? see myself an inadequate role model and it's really worked because loads of people have gone well I can do it as well as you um, number three when you go to a protest or a march 
have an escape route. <laughs> because you might not finish the protest or march because they're really long take ages and they can make you feel agoraphobic but you'll usually feel better if you go even if you leave at half time like yoga class <laughs> number four as the world gets more them and us we need more of us than them it's harder to build bridges than to burn them but to quote Samantha from Sex and the City honey they don't call it a job for nothing Five, life can only be lived in moments. I don't know if we will win the battle or the war, but I know we can win the moment by making someone feel seen, heard, valued, warm, or fed. We can do that every day, locally and globally, for someone. Because a moment only takes a moment. That's a philosophical one, isn't it? That's a good one. That's very philosophical. If I die and then they quote anything, I reckon it'll be that one. <laughs> be, they won't say get to the venue on time. They'll, 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 they'll be like, that was really just for her. Number six, the sixth thing I've learnt. The fascists are on the rise, but so are we. And hope is greater than hate. Seven, when I was a child, I had a nursery rhyme book, and in it, it had a nursery rhyme that said, what a little girl's made of, what a little girl's made of, sugar and spice, and all things nice, that's what little girls are made of. And what I have learnt in the last seven years is that that is not what little girls are made of. Because if that's what little girls were made of, that's what women would be made of. And if I know anything about being a woman or a person of a minority gender in this world, we would not last and survive in the numbers that we do to fight back if we were made of sugar and spice and all things nice. We are made of backbone and grit and we don't take your shit. <laughs> and we'll make you repeal. <laughs> we are made of fuck you and shade and Roe versus Wade. <laughs> We're made of lungs, heart and voice and what we cover's our choice. <laughs> We're made of joy, fun and power and this is our hour. That's what little girls are made of. So before I bring on our first act, I want to know what you're made of. I want to know, since I saw you last, have you done anything feminist? Now, you may have been hearing me ask this question of audiences all over the UK, Australia and New Zealand. What have you done? And you may have heard me saying, let's, let's not start with someone who's really good at feminism. <laughs> or at least with someone who's going to share what they've done that's really good, because it discourages others. So has anyone got an act of feminism that would intimidate nobody? Something low. Yes. I 
Oh, wow. So just, I'll repeat that, because some people up there might not have heard, and also the people at home won't hear. You bought your friend a ticket to this show, and you flew here. Where from? From Vienna and Germany. So did you did you buy her flight here? No. <laughs> that's good because I don't think that's a that's a minimal act of feminism at this point. It's really she really hasn't understood the assignment at all, has she? I organised an international trip so she could see feminism, feel part of the army, and stop caring what other people think, so she could fully own herself in her bones. She can understand what feminism is. I bought her a ticket right up the front. I wanted to make my sister feel like a sister. Yeah, that's far too good. Thank God you didn't pay for the flight. I mean, I suppose it is slightly neutralised by the fact that you flew. Which is, let's be honest, not great for the environment. So we can give you that. Um, but it's still quite a good act of feminism, isn't it? That's still quite a... We need something more minimal, something more minimal. When we were at the RSC in Stratford, someone put up a hand and said, I co-founded. I went, no. <laughs> Most people will co-found nothing in their whole life. Nothing. Yes, what have you got? I made my husband pay for my waxes. It's a double. It's a double. It's a double. Listen, I love the feel of a bikini wax. It makes me feel alive. Just makes me, just gives me an, that, that patriarchy fighting edge. It's like, oh, yeah! I want punch! No, don't punch people, no. Uh, but it does give me that, that feeling. It's a bit like wild swimming having a wax, isn't it? But, yeah, but you end up smooth at the end. It's lovely, lovely. Sometimes it's a bit too much. You feel a bit like a Barbie and everything, all liquid just runs straight down. Do you notice that? <laughs> the hair is there for a reason. All liquid runs straight down. That's the only thing about the bikini wax. I do enjoy it, but it's like, depends how hard, how, how, uh, hard and fast you go. I used to just get a tidy up. I did used to just get a tidy up. And I remember once going into an Australian lady when I was on tour over there, and she said, um, I said, just tidy, just so you don't see anything out of the pants line. She went, oh, yeah, you don't want koala ears. <laughs> Anyone got another mini act of feminism that will intimidate nobody? Yes. I'm a vet, and I make macho vets listen to this podcast in the car. You just put it on. So when you're driving around vetting, do you just, I didn't really realise vets drove. Like, I didn't think it was like James Herriot anymore. Was it like all creatures great and small? Are you, are you a farm vet? Are you a farm vet? You're a farm vet. And you, what, you make macho male farm vets listen to the guilty feminists while they're trapped in your car. Love that. I need to know more. I need to know more. What, where do you do this vetting? Near Birmingham. So you're near Birmingham. What, you're a rural vet. Horses and alpacas. What, like... Like the llamas. You're a llama vet. I do find it fascinating. Sometimes the people that are in our audience, the guilty for audience, and it's not... Look, I'll just be honest with you. Ricky Gervais does not have this audience. <laughs> I sometimes think we could just lock the doors and solve 25% of the world's problems. <laughs> but, I mean, 
alarm of it, wow. And you're indoctrinating, alarm of it, indoctrinating other unfeminist vets to the way, have you won anyone over? <gasps> oh, what's your name? Catty, Hattie, Hattie. Um, sorry, I imposed an animal's name on you there and that wasn't right. Um, Hattie, Hattie. Hattie said she's had student vets say to her, we, I've kept listening to The Guilty Feminist. Wow. I feel like I'm going to send you a T-shirt so you can wear it on the rounds. Okay. So, Hattie, get in touch. Um, uh, what's our email address? Guiltyfeminist at gmail.com. Is that it? Something like that. Write and say, Deborah promised me a T-shirt. I want to make one specially for you that's an I'm a feminist but about vetting. Are there any I'm a feminist buts about vets? Do you ever have them? I'll, let you give, I'll give you time to think of one. I just thought you might, you know, you might start them off with your own in the car. I didn't, I didn't know how it went down. Has anyone got an act of feminism that they would like to share with us? Um, yes? Wearing a cape! I, I saw you on Twitter in that cape. Yeah, absolutely. Is it modelled on this cape? This is a Despicable Daisy cape, and it says Guilty Feminist on the back. Because um, I feel... I'm not saying a cape is going to help you feel more like a superhero who can fight patriarchy. I'm saying I feel I'm more likely... I'm not, I'm not saying I'm going to change the world and win. I'm just saying if I am going to do it, it's going to be in this cape. <laughs> See what I mean? Yeah. Is, it your cape, is your cape your act of feminism? No, there's another one. Wow. So I can just about hear you. I think what's happened is you've started a competitive podcast with this one. <laughs> and now we're going to see what my feminism's like, whether I'm going to be a sister and share the name of that podcast, which I believe I heard, but I know none of you did, or whether I'm going to let them stay on two and a half thousand listens, which is, by the way, excellent for a new podcast. Did you say two and a half thousand listens? It's excellent for a new podcast. There are men who listen as well. Yeah, no, we have men as well. Yeah, no. <laughs> we have men. We have men. We have men. We have men. I mean, I mean, not, not in, not, more, more in quality than quantity, I believe. Uh, give us a cheer if you are a cisgendered man. That was, a, that was a confident cheer, wasn't it? Give us a cheer if you're a cisgendered man who is also straight. It's an even more confident cheer. Um, <laughs> Do you, do, you, do you listen to the podcast, sir? When she puts it on. Now, here's the thing. I didn't, I, couldn't, I can't see any men in this audience. I can't really see the audience past the first couple of rows. It's a big venue. But I knew for a fact, if I pointed in a direction and said, sir, at least one man would go, she's got to be talking to me. She's got to be talking to me and I've got a witty answer. Throw that over my shoulder, down on the ground. If I pointed over here and said, uh, one of the women that cheered, would you like to tell me more about yourself? Silence for a good 10 minutes. Um, but that's, listen, I'm not wanting to take your confidence away, sir. I want more of it for myself. Um, I just want to distribute it. I want to be like a feminist vampire because I think you've got lots of it. I could just suck some out of your neck in the night. You wouldn't miss it. Just distribute it. If you... 
I mean, I won't do that without your consent. Um, oh, I'm getting the flashes. All right, so just quickly tell me the name of that podcast. The Unfair of Sex. Give it a listen, it sounds incredible. She's got a sparkly cape, she's got a podcast called The Unfair of Sex. I'm loving you so much, thank you so much. Are we ready for our first act? Okay. Um, could you give me a cheer if you have seen Sixth Musical? <laughs> Written by the friends of the podcast, Lucy Moss and Toby Marlowe. Just won a Tony, never mind if they do. They wrote that while they were students, took it up to the Edinburgh Festival. But they were really ahead of the curve in conscious casting and also decentering Henry VIII from his own story so much so as to say he doesn't appear in it. <laughs> it's the six wives who get to tell their own stories and say, hey, we're the famous ones. Uh, just give us a cheer if you have not yet heard Six the Musical. Um, if you haven't seen it, you're about, you're in for a treat. Firstly, book tickets immediately. But tonight, here, to open the show proper in an, in an incredible way, an extraordinary performance from Sixth the Musical. Put your hands together and make incredible whirring noises for Claudia Karaoke. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you enjoy my performance tonight. Um, thank you to everyone here at the event of Apollo as well for welcoming me so warmly. So I'm going to be singing Heart of Stone um, from the show. Um, I play Jane Seymour. Um, and this is, yeah, this is me. <laughs> thank you. Perfect family, 
You hold us close for the world to see. buying tickets now. It's it's just incredible.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Are you ready for some startup comedy? <laughs> She's one of our favorite comics. Uh, we haven't had her on for a while, partly just because she's too famous and she's always off doing some incredible telly gig. But we just absolutely love it when she comes home. Also, she's recovering uh, from an operation, so we haven't been able to have her for a while because she's been in recovery. So we're very, very, very lucky. She's lucky she's come out tonight. Put your hands together and make incredible woohooing noises for the one, the only, Desiree Park! Yes, thank you so much. Thank you, Deborah, for milking that fucking sympathy applause for me. Thank you so much. Let's be honest, I'm just using this for seats on the fucking tube and uh, get more diversity spots on UK panel shows. I'm going to take all your shit. Um, <laughs> although, I mean, to be fair, like the surgery was two months ago, so like, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna like throw the crutches off like they used to do in church um, uh, and then fall down and take a nap. Uh, no, I'm, I'm gonna do my job. <laughs> no, uh, to be perfectly honest, the reason that I brought them out is because I'm still walking with a limp and like I kind of just look like Fred Sanford whenever I go around and I didn't want to enter like, Elizabeth! Like, just coming out, like, because it's, like, I also didn't want to make my opener, I'm a feminist, but I didn't want to look like Red Fox on the show, which only old people will understand. Thank you, old people. I see you. I feel you. I need you. Please help me. Um, so, <laughs> um, uh, just so I can get that out of the way, um, what happened was I tore my meniscus. Um, give us a shout if you know what a meniscus is. Damn, those are people with some fucking knee problems right there. <laughs> Literally nobody else. Everyone's like, what's a mana 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 mana? And then I have to explain, like, look, we all understand how knees have like 48 billion little pieces of soft tissue in them, which all come with like a two-year warranty. Right? Like the knees were not made, they were made for us to die at 45. All right? I should be a respected elder of this community and about to fucking take off and not figuring out how many surgeries I'm gonna need to hopefully get me to 90. 
Do you know what I mean? But thanks to fucking indoor plumbing and penicillin, thanks a lot, I gotta fucking come up with two life plans. So, um, I, <laughs> I, um, I, I, although I, I do wanna like give credit where credit is due, um, my uh, boyfriend is in the audience tonight and he completely took care of me like totally like stopped everything, took care of me, was like, I'm gonna look out for you, I'm gonna cook for you, I'm gonna clean for you. And I was like, does this Malaka know that I used to be a dominatrix? I will use the shit out of you, do you? He has not read my Wikipedia bio because I am going to milk this. No, but he, he was amazing. Like he stopped his life, moved into my place and like helped me bathe, fed me, like did all the things, which is the optimistic way of looking at that. Right? The pessimistic way is that he found me when I was at my most vulnerable and then invaded my home in Peckham and took over, making me entirely dependent on him. <laughs> no, I shit you not, there's one day we were sitting there like having dinner and like we'd had dinner, we'd had dessert, we're watching TV and about 30 minutes later, I'm like, I think I want some crisps. And he was like, no, you don't need any crisps. And I was like, the fuck? Like, it wasn't even like a body shaming thing. He was just like, I'm an adult. You're acting like a five-year-old. It's midnight. You don't need crisps. You know what I mean? But I lost it. I was like, this is literally the plot to the film Misery. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure James Conn didn't just want some crisps and Kathy Bakes was like, fuck you, here's a crowbar. But like, I went super dramatic. It was a hot summer. I, I don't know what to tell you fucking guys. Um, so uh, he's actually, he is, um, he's not from here either. Uh, he's a Cypriot. Do we have any Cypriots in tonight? Oh, we're, oh nice, you brought your cousin. That's so great. Um, <laughs> so many cousins. I guarantee, 10 people wooed, two surnames, max. Um, no, no, no. And notice I didn't ask Turkish or Greek, all right? Because I'm not going to divide you. I'm not British, all right? Um, but... <laughs> All right, too soon? Uh, yeah, kind of. All right. Um, no, but he is, he is actually Greek Cypriot. Um, and the thing is, like, everybody in the UK understands. Like, you guys know the history, and you love Cyprus. Who doesn't love Cyprus? It's a beautiful place to go on vacation with your money. It's gorgeous. You know, beaches, shell companies, it's magic there, right? Um, but in America, like, Americans don't, like, when I was growing up in America, I didn't know that, I, I knew Othello. That's all I knew about Cyprus. So, like, I didn't know where it was. Thank you for understanding that reference. I was like, so there's black people there? Like, I don't get it. Shakespeare's there, what's happening? So, like, you know, I didn't know that, like, the history of it, you know, that it had been divided, this, that, or the other, you know? So, like, when I talk to people back home, you know, like, my boyfriend, you know, like, he's, like he's called Stelios, and they're like, oh, how's your Greek boyfriend Stavros doing? Like, they just completely missed the plot. So, like, I have to explain, like, no, he's not Greek, he's Greek Cypriot. And they're like, what the fuck is, I'm like, okay, just imagine a Greek with a little bit of, like, going on. Just, just a soup song of suspicious package. Just, like, like, if TSA doesn't pull him out of the line when he comes to visit my family, I'm gonna be like, what the fuck, you guys, porters. Okay, look at him, all right? I mean, he, like he's got an Osama Bin Lovin beard. Like he's full blown, do you know what I mean? And like, what I love about him is that, I mean, so many things, but um, like he's a super beardy guy. And because I'm a black woman who has dated predominantly white men in her life, like I'm not exaggerating, like I fuck nine guys named Dave. Like my, <laughs> like my credentials are sound, sorry. You know, I went to the fucking Cambridge of white dudes, which is Cambridge, but. Um, <laughs> uh, but like, I know what I'm talking about. He's the first 
white guy I've ever been with who has the same hair texture as me. And I cannot tell you what that means. I walked into his house, he already had all the fucking products. I was like, how this motherfucker got argan oil and shea butter and cocoa butter? Do you know what I mean? Like he was ready for me. And that's the thing, like he's a super hairy, hairy mother. No hair here, but from the nose to the soles of the feet, entirely hair. Entirely hair. Like, like, so much hair. Like, he's so hairy. Like, I'm afraid to take him to the zoo. Like, that kind of... You can't walk past a gorilla cage with a man that hair. A gorilla's gonna be like... Like, what the, we're the same! I'm in prison and he's walking around with a vape pen? What the fuck is this? Like, a gorilla would freak out around this man, right? But on the flip side, he's the kind of hairy that as a woman, you see him, you look, take one look at him and you're like, I am never shaving my pussy again. I swear to God, I am done. Like, he, how is he gonna know? How is he gonna know? You know what I mean? Like, it's just everywhere, like a huge beard. He has the kind of beard. And I didn't realize this was a thing until I dated a beardy guy. Are there beardy guys out there? Give us a shout if you got a beard. Men, it's okay, we won't hunt you down, I promise. It's just, there's gotta be a bearded guy in here, and a bearded guy in here will attest to this fact, that men have beard envy. Like a deep beard envy. I didn't realize, it's like, it's like you know how we freak out when we see a woman wearing a dress and it has pockets? And we're like, oh my God, where'd you get it? How can I have one? How would you, you know, like, other guys who have like small beards, like, like goatee beards, will like come up to him. Like they just, I don't know, they just start to, they're like, my lord, my lord, my leash. How may I serve you? Like they just, it's this weird masculine hierarchy thing I didn't know fucking existed because we started dating during the pandemic. So a lot of our dates were like outside in the park, socially distanced dates. And I was out in the park with him. I watched a man walk across the park and walk right up to him and just went up to him. He's like, bro, your, your beard, bro, like what, are, are, like what do you, are you, does your beard lift? Like what, is, are you taking supplements, man? Like how'd you do it? Like he was freaking out. And my wife was so proud of himself. He's like, you know, he's like, yeah, it's just, you know, I'm Greek Cypriot, it's just jeans, it's just jeans, you know? And I was like, yeah, you like that? You should see his fucking back, mate. <laughs> fucking majestic silver back there. Like, I mean, he's the kind of hairy. Where, okay, I've never been inclined or ever wanted to make a sex tape in my life. But he's the kind of Harry where when we have sex, I feel like David Attenborough should be narrating it. Like, just whispering in the corner and like, ha like another Cypriot should have to break in and they should have to fight, you know, before we continue on. Oh my God. And also I didn't realize um, that he, it, it took a little while until I was dating to realize that he was one of these Greek guys who, only, or well, Greek Cypriot, but you know, who only dates black women which is a thing. I found it like other black women I know who they're like, oh yeah, he's Greek, he's Greek, he's Greek, right? And like, he, I, he only dates black women, but he didn't like say that up front because it would have been creepy as shit, you know? But he kind of like, it was just kind of started to come out in the stories he was telling about his ex-girlfriends. He's like, oh yeah, when I was dating Brenda, Asia, Khadijah. I was like, I'm gonna date black women. Like, just say so. Like, it's, you know, and it worked out because like, you know, I have a type two, you know, which like, honestly is bald dudes. I do love a bald guy. <laughs> I love bald men and like younger women, if you, if you deign to actually date men, you know, okay, first of all, um, give bald guys a try, like they're fucking in it to win it. Like they're like, I, okay, for me, I need a man who has survived some kind of ego death in his life. This, this is really important.
important. It is, yes. Grown-ups know what the fuck I'm talking about. He had dreams. He wanted to grow a ponytail and be a rebel one day and not look like Danny DeVito. That's not happening for him. He wanted to go outside in the winter and not wear Factor 50. Not happening for him. Do you know, I mean, and like a lot of guys who are bald start going bald when they're like 15. How fucking hard is that? You're looking in your pants waiting for hair to grow in here and every time one grows in, five fall out here into the shower and you're just trying to race. To, like it's just so intense for him, you know? And like, I, but I, I appreciate that. I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a fat person. I know what it's like to have people just like go like, ah, shut the fuck up. Like the minute you speak up and have an opinion, if you're big, someone's like about to say some shit about it. And the same thing's true if you're bald. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, you talk out of turn being a bald guy and it's like, shut the fuck up, Phil Collins. Do you know what I mean? Just like out of nowhere, or like, I don't know, maybe that's an old reference if you're a millennial. It's like, shut the fuck up, Baltimore, or, you know, your generation say it's like, shut the fuck up, Squidward, but it's perennial, like it continues, you know, and it sucks, it's fucking cruel, you know? Um, and he's been super supportive of everything, but like, here's, can I um, give a shout out? Are there any sort of uh, like bisexual, pansexual people in here? Yes, shout. Thank you. Okay. Um, because, like, I know, like, I, I am bisexual. I wind up on, like, all of the LGBTQ fucking Apollos, and everyone's like, all you talk about is dick. And I'm like, yeah, because the women I dated, no fucking problems. Like, you know what I mean? There's very, like, I, if I stopped fucking men, I'd run out of fucking material. All the women I dated, what, like, we just, like, make fucking Mexican food, have amazing sex with a warmed strap-on. You know, she'd already have her prepared and fucking cuddle. And I was like, I have no jokes. I have no jokes. This is all great. You know what I mean? So, so the thing is, like, we've been dating now for two years. And before I started dating him, I was bisexual. And what I've realized after two and a half years of dating is that I'm still bisexual. Um, and, you know, I... Pan and bisexual people, if you, if you are monogamous, do you not miss the other thing? Yes, you, you, yeah, you're like, no, I never miss the other thing. The other things, she said that next to her girlfriend. She was like, yes, bitch, no, I have no, I, what? I don't miss anything. Miss, it's Miz, what are you talking about? Like, she just, no, but you do, you, like, you just, you, you know, so I'm with him, I'm like, this is amazing, but it's like, I miss being with women. And because, you know, he's a heterosexual man, I'm like, how do you do the thing where you go, hey, you know what'd be so hot is if we, like, had a threesome, but, like, with a girl only I picked. And then, like, at the beginning of the threesome, you went out into the kitchen and got some sandwiches. <laughs> and warmed up the dildos. Maybe went outside, grabbed some smokes, hang out for 45 minutes and then come back later. Is that a thing you can pull off or does he just, they just know, they just know. All right, um, you guys are about to have an incredible night. Thank you so much for spending 10 minutes of it with me. My name's Desiree Birch and I'll see you guys in a bit. Absolutely amazing. Thank you so much, Desiree. We love you. We really love you. Um, just give us a cheer if you listen to the podcast at home. Give us a cheer if you don't know what you're at. Okay, notice how those cheers are less empowered. Less feminist, if you will. Um, this is The Guilty Feminist, the podcast in which we explore our noble goals as 21st century feminists and our hypocrisies and insecurities, which...
That's the closest I'm ever going to get to Hey Jude, isn't it? <laughs> and I'm happy about it. Um, now, before our final act of this half, when you're going to get to go have a drink um, and mix and mingle and meet other feminists in the interval, it's going to be very exciting. What's your name, sir? The one that said uh, you only listen to the podcast when she puts it on? <laughs> What's your name? Liam. Liam. Of course it is. Um, <laughs> you sound like a Gallagher, I'll be honest. When she puts it on, easily could have been an Oasis song from the 90s, couldn't it? <laughs> At least a lyric from one. Uh, Liam, would you call yourself a feminist? You would. Don't applaud just because he said it. We all call ourselves feminists. No one's applauding for us. The bar is too low for men. He said he's a feminist. No, we don't know yet. Liam, how would we know you're a feminist if you didn't tell us? Good question, isn't it? What feminist things do you do? You're what, sorry? What does he say? I wore makeup to work. Okay. I feel like it's prurient to ask about the context now. Did you, you walk in a Harry Stylesy sort of way? You got a, invited to a women's launch? Lunch, oh sorry. As a guest. You thought you'd embrace your femininity and wear... Is that the only time you wear makeup? You've worn makeup? Oh, I see. Because otherwise it's just a piss take. Um, <laughs> just like I thought it'd be hilarious if I turned up to the women's lunch like... I can do liquid eyeliner. Really bad blush. If you are wearing it in other contexts and this is the first time you've worn it at work in this then well done Liam and I've misjudged you you're not Liam Gallagher at all <laughs> you, you were right to cheer the first time <laughs> so our penultimate act of this act uh, is a poet who I saw at another event and I was like oh my god you are so up our street and down our alley and inside our cul-de-sac um, you have to come and do the guilty feminist um, I will tell you no more about her except to applaud loudly, cheer loudly, make all of your patriarchy smashing woohooing noises for the incredible Ankita Saxena. <laughs> with some poems about friendship because friendship means a lot to me as a woman living in this world. And it's after the wonderful Taylor Swift, a line from one of her songs, if you know, you know, it's late and our mamas don't know. Oh, friends with the musical tastes of young teenagers. Clean friends and friends as battered as KFC counters. I will always love you louder than the street's glaring darkness. Oh, friends who paint the world and themselves in sunny yellow. And friends who paint it fierce like the tide at night. 
I will love you even when your moods ringlet like pine cones, even when your eyes turn into or onto toilet bowls and your face becomes a flurry of rain. Oh, friends from Chicago, and friends from Cairo, and friends from Leeds, I've written poems in my dreams with the words you have taught me. I've worn your scent like a life jacket across years of migrations. I will hold you to reach for a home that is too far to retreat to. Oh, friends who have dared, and friends who are too scared, to look over the edge, because life or height makes them so sick. Friends who call and friends who don't. I will never be afraid of double messaging you, because I have sat in silence next to you too many times to feel awkward. I want to march with you. There is no one more capable of squashing spiders or the patriarchy. Oh, friends on pills and friends with broken bones and friends I should have spoken to more, I wish your trauma away. I never want anyone to look at you in a way that is not for respect or adoration. Oh, happy babies. Oh, ignorant angels. Oh, fierce soldiers in violet saris and gold nose rings, I want to frame your faces in vogue and buy you Chanel and clothe all your decisions in choice. I want to dance with you even when it's late and our mamas don't know. next poem is for a very special friend, my oldest friend who I've known for 20 years, and she is in the audience tonight. Hi, Zana. I am Indian, and she is Pakistani, and it saddens me that to this day, even in the UK, the trauma of the partition lives on. And this poem is one of the title poems of my debut poetry collection called Motherline, which is launching in April 2023. Motherline. Because they scored a bloodline up our mother's spine, and because you terracotta cup your hands when you pray, and because my father turned yours out before he left her, and because you call your auntie Khala, not Mossy, and because your brother blames me, and because we were never in the same relay race in sports day, and because my nani tries to hide the burnt airs in her bedsheets, and because it took them two years to process your visit visa, and because our mother's dead now, you are not my sister. Thank you. And finally, patriarchy. If you are in the house, 
This poem is for you. It is for all the people who ask me, why do you always have to write about women? And this poem is for you. Anti-manifesto. Stop writing about women. Stop writing about breasts and motherhood. Stop writing about rage and trauma and decades of migrations. Stop telling the story of how your ancestors barricaded their bodies with glass. Stop writing about girls who marry at dawn and are raped by midday. Stop finding dimensions to silence. Stop writing about the ritual of prayer, the endlessness of hollow chants. I'm tired of your daily rants. I'm tired of this bare-chested verse. This poem stripped even of its line. Just write some love so I can reminisce. So I wrote him blank verse. I gave him a lake for a child. I poured him a sea on a shallow bank. I canceled out darkness so eyes had nothing to fear. I extinguished his mother even. Then he found he himself was unformed, not human anymore, nor animate, not even a word. Thank you. And Keita Saxena everybody! You won't see me again now till after the interval. Keep it short so we can do more in the second half. Put your hands together for a guilty feminist, absolute favorite and Leicester legend. It's the incredible Grace Petrie! Very lovely to be here. There I am, you can see me now. Give me a shout if you've ever been dumped. Oh yeah, solidarity, me too. This is a song about being dumped. Around about this time in my life when I was dumped, I was watching a lot of Frozen. I can't say for sure, but that might influence the song. I'm gonna sing a little bit. It's called Princess Elsa Blues, I guess. realised I was being tolerated not enjoyed I saw it there reflected in friends eyes I've become the kind of person I avoid well I woke up feeling rough and wondering when my needle got stuck on a groove called you and as I reached for Alka-Seltzer the wisdom of Elsa came to me and now I know what I must do because of living without you I've gotten pretty good Just need to stop talking about you Like my friends all wish I would And I don't understand what happened But I guess I'll never know I don't need to go to a palace made of snow I just need to let it go Now epiphanies can come from anywhere 
from the sunrise all the verses of Shakespeare But it wasn't Sylvia Plath or Nietzsche that turned out to be my teacher It was Disney had the words I had to hear Because of living without you I've gotten pretty good Just need to stop talking about you Like my friends all wish I would And I don't understand what happened But I guess I'll never know I don't need to go to a palace made of snow I just need to let it go, let it go Can't hold it back anymore Let it go, let it go Turn away and slam the door And all those times I just wouldn't be told Well now I've finally broke out this chokehold And all the times, all the times you were cold Never bothered me anyway Stop talking about you Like my friends all wish I would And I don't understand what happened But I guess I'll never know I don't need to go To a palace made of snow I just need to let it go I just need to let it go I just need to let it go song and then you are released for an interval it seems only right to do this song because this song was kind of born on the guilty feminist it's called black tie that's very nice i don't know if you're fans of the song or just a formal wear in general i don't know but uh, i'd love it if you wanted to sing along there's a line i'd love you to sing along with it happens in the chorus it's a rhyme where i'm going to sing the images that fucked you were a patriarchal structure and i'd love it if you would reply we're a patriarchal structure a bit like that just absolutely amazing. I love. Let me just hear it. And the images that fucked you. That's the atmosphere of Apollo, baby. Well, it's a jungle out there. The year 2018. I didn't think we'd still be sorting babies into blue and pink, and all our progress. I wonder what it means When the only girls clothes that work for me Turn out to be boyfriend jeans Well that's fine Cause I decline A narrow set of rules that just don't work And these red lines They're not mine If you need me you can find me ironing my shirt Cause I'm in Fight the spread of bigotry and 
So that was the first half. Join us for part two, which should be in your feed right now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. 
This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.